You are listening to the Cheetah Culture USA show, the only news and podcast in English about AS Cheetadella. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Cheetah Culture USA show, episode number 107, coming to you on Wednesday, December 20th. Good draw in Modena for Cheetadella. Cheetadella getting a 1 1 draw. In Modena, stopping their five game winning streak, but continuing their unbeaten run. It was、uh, another game where Cittadella falls behind early, but they managed to come back and get a draw. Even could have won, even could have won the game right at the end. So, we're going to be talking a little bit about that game, plus a little bit about you know, the route to the playoffs because Cittadella are in very good position as it stands right now. And we will have a very special guest coming on in a few minutes from,、uh, from a Spezia fan as Cittadella get ready to host Spezia in the last match, home match of 2023 for Cittadella. So let, we have a lot to talk about. Let's get into it. But, be, but before we do, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CittagoutsUSA and visit our website at CittagoutsUSA.com for more insight, news articles, all that stuff. About AS Cittadella. Now, our special guest will be joining in a few minutes, but I just want to get you caught up to date on Cittadella's last match, and then we're going to be going in. Majority of the podcast, the main reason is for that Spezia match coming up.、Uh, just, just as a reminder, though, because we are nearing Christmas, happy, Merry Christmas to everybody out there.、Um, and then Cittadella plays on Boxing Day, the 26th, against Ascoli. There will be no podcast after the match against Spezia and, or before the match against Ascoli. There will, be a, there will be a podcast after the Ascoli match, probably the 27th, 28th.、Um, but、uh, for this podcast, there will there'll, there'll be no real preview about the Ascoli match、uh, just because, you know, the Christmas. But、uh, there will still be content on Instagram, Twitter. At chitagachusa.com as well. So、um, you'll, be, you'll be set on that. But Chitadella getting a 1 1 draw in Modena. It was, they were on the brink of getting something they've never done in Serie B before, which was six straight wins. That did not happen, unfortunately. The record is at five, currently at five. But Chitadella, I think, get a very good result in Modena against a very good team like Modena. Uh, you know, looking at their squad, looking at their, you know, the stadium they were playing in, you know, this was easily a game where Cittadella could have just rolled over and, you know, did not fight at all. In fact, they were losing three minutes in、uh, another early goal for、uh, conceded for Cittadella. And it seemed like at that point, even for the first 20 minutes, you know, it, it seemed like this was just going to be a game where, you know, Cittadella wasn't really in it. I think they were caught up too much in like the mindset with the six straight wins. The pressure may have been a little too much. But once again, like we've seen, Cittadella going down early, they find a way to fight back and score the goal. Coming from Claudio Cassano, his third goal of the season.、Uh, he's now up to three goals and three assists. Beautiful assist from Valerio Mastrantonio as well on the right hand side. But once again, mentality shown from this Cittadella. Team, it's you know, when the times get tough, when they're facing a little atmosity, there's always a fight back. And even if they do end up losing the game, like we saw in Pisa or Cremonese, you could guarantee they're gonna fight till the very end. 
And that's what they did in this match. And, you know, honestly, if it wasn't for a post or a ridiculous save from the Molde Night Keeper, I think Chitadella, we, we could be talking about six straight wins right now, as Alicio Vita had a great chance to win it right at the death, right? The last kick of the game, but his shot came off the post from very close out. It was a very unfortunate effort from Vita, who has been playing very well this season. It has been a really, really important part of this team. But regardless of that uh, little post incident, I think you know it's a it's a good result for Chitadella. If this was at any time of the season or at the beginning of the season, end of the season, I think you would have said you know Modena away draw after being down, getting punched in the face right in the first opening few minutes. I think you got to take that result and you know even though it's disappointing not to get the sixth straight win and when it made history you know, Chitadella are still undefeated since late October and that's that's no easy thing to do so it's really really a compliment to Garini a compliment to the squad for getting this far and you know they're they still are undefeated going into this last two games of the 2023 year and in the andata rounds of the Serie B they still have a chance to you know finish the year undefeated and I think that's a really really good feat to have and um you know just really excited on what this team can do but this this weekend kind of got me interested in thinking where was the past seasons at I always, I all, uh, once again, I always do the points at seven after seven games in all Chitarella seasons, and at least recorded on transfer market. And you know, to my surprise, this was twenty nine points after seventeen games. That is the second best start for Chitarella as a club since being promoted in two thousand sixteen. Believe it or not, that is it. Uh, the best start was the twenty twenty twenty. 21 season where they had 33 points at this at this time but 29 points that's more that's that's 10 more points than where Chitadella was at last season it's one more point of Garini's last year or first year you know just maybe one win or just another draw more than the previous seasons under Venturato and then you know the past seasons before that when they're Foscarini it's it's a bit more or less you know there's a lot of mainly in the 20 points zone but um you know 29 points after this this uh after 17 matches i think that's brilliant and you know i went ahead and tracked every single point that chitadella earned after any match day in serie b and in in all of the Serie B seasons, where we're only counting Serie B seasons, because if I did all the seasons, it wouldn't fit on the chart. But uh, I actually posted on Instagram and Twitter this chart, so you could go find that if you want a visual. But I basically, it was basically a line graph showing where Chitadella's points were at each point of a game and every season that they were in Serie B. So currently, Chitadella, 29 points. I highlighted it in the blue line and all the green lines that you see, all the green lines, I believe there is, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. It's about six green lines and that's all lines that Chitadella has made playoffs with. So in, ba in short, basically what this is saying is if Chitadella continues 
to you know thread that needle between the green lines or even go above it, I think it's very likely that she did only make playoffs. Now it's obviously every year is a different season. You know, some years on this chart they were playing more games than you know what we play right now, which is 38 in a season. But mainly, if you're going along these green lines, I think it's it's very likely that um, Chitrela make playoffs, and that's what Chitrela are doing right now. They are currently en route to make to finish in playoff position. There's still a very long season to go. There's still a lot of you know different things that could happen, and you know I don't think we should get too far ahead of ourselves. But, you know, as it stands, it's looking very good. And if you look at, I've obviously highlighted the red lines that show you where Chitarella was in their relegation years or almost to relegation. Um, and that's pretty far below them. And they have to really have a big dip in form to get back in that position. So definitely not out of the woods just yet. There's still a lot of season to be played. But I just wanted to give you this visual that's saying, you know, it's a it's a very good start for Chitadella and, um, you know, lots to look forward to. Going into a little bit what I was saying first, um, you know, conceding the first goal, Chitadella now improved to a 4-3-5 and five record when they concede the first goal. This was actually the first time they conceded the first goal in a game since the game against Brescia on November 4th, and where they came back to win that 3-2. Streaks... Uh, unfortunately, Chitarella has their winning streak stopped at five games, but that is the most under Guarini, and that is the most in, what was it, that's over a few years now, and they currently extend their undefeated streak to six games. That is currently two more games than they were last season, where they were only undefeated for a maximum of four games, and counting right now for Chitarella, which is six games and counting. The longest undefeated streak under Guarini uh, in all competitions was seven. So if uh, Chitarella managed to avoid defeat against Spezia or even against Ascoli, they will break that record under Guarini. First half versus second half, Chitarella went into this match drawing at halftime. They still have not been going into halftime losing since October 21st against Pisa. That ended up being a 2-1 loss. And so they're either it was either a draw or a winning position that Chitarella came into halftime since that match. And in this match against Modena, Chitarella was 1-1 at halftime, and that stayed that way during the second half. So when drawing at halftime, Chitarella has a one win, two draws, and two loss uh three draws, sorry, and two losses record. But um, you know, it really stands out when they're winning at halftime. They win five of those games, drawing once in zero losses. So getting out in front is a very, very uh, important thing to consider. But uh, that is, I think that's going to be it for my, my this fir first part of this episode of the Chisikachu USA. We will be right back with our special guest. It's a few seconds for you, a few, few minutes for me as I wait for my special guest here. And we'll be talking about the upcoming game against Spezia. Thank you, everybody. And I'll see you in a little bit. We're back from the Chitikachi USA show, the little break that we have. And we have our very special guest, from, originally from La Spezia, but now currently living in the United States, 
please welcome Elia from the Spezzatino, Spezzato podcast. Uh, welcome, welcome, Elia. How are you? Hey, Jake. Thank you very much for inviting me on your show. I'm fine. Uh, hi to everybody who's listening as well. That's great. That's great. Well, I, you know, I just want, I was, you know, I've already talked to you a little bit about before we uh, started recording about, you know, your, uh, what you do, but, uh, you know, can you explain to the, the listeners, like what, what do you do from the United States following Spezia, um, from Siri B because, you know, we're, uh, we're two content creators following our teams from the U S but from your point of view, what do you do with, uh, the Speziato podcast? Yes, uh, thank you very much for asking. We have uh, started with the help of some friends, uh, our YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is called Elia, the Italian Guy. The channel started about two, three years ago or so with the goal of sharing content related to personal development and professional development to share our path. That's what brought us here. My wife and I uh, were in Florida for about 10 years now. We came here to invest in real estate. We established ourselves, and now I have the possibility to dedicate a big chunk of my time to my passions. So um, I was um, following uh, Spezia Games, and uh, we were chatting in the various uh, WhatsApp groups, and uh, we were talking about it, and as everybody does, I guess. And we became very passionate, and we could do this, and we could do that. So we started the channel. We recorded. Uh, very first um, conversation with two friends of mine. And then they decided that uh, they would help me from uh, the backstage, but they wouldn't, uh, they didn't want to uh, show up on, on camera. So about two years ago, like a, a year after I started my own YouTube channel for other reasons in the same YouTube channel, Elia the Italian guy, we kept the same name because we don't only talk about Spezia. We started to talk uh, about Spezia. In the beginning, we were only doing the impressions right after the game and then uh, as the passion <laughs> exploded and we saw the engagement that we were getting from the people that are watching our content we created more and more of it so now we have the live reactions while we're watching the game we have uh, the live after the game where we interact with people that are at the stadium or um, a local journalist that gives them gives us their insights right after the game. We do, since I'm not very knowledgeable about other teams' reality and um, the reality of the city that those teams represent, we do lives during the week pre-game to understand the position of the other team. And the content is always evolving. Again, we're not only talking about soccer on the channel, but lately that's the main um, subject and the goal is just to share our passion uh, get to know each other better even with supporters of other teams because after all uh, sport is bringing us together and uh, we want to discover more not only about the teams but the reality that the teams uh, represent so that's it yeah yeah it's it's really uh you know that's a really really cool story um you know it, it's it's Serie B is a very interesting league because you don't expect it to have, you know, a lot of following, but there is a huge following, especially here in the U.S. You know, you've got um, not only fans like me who support uh, small clubs in Cittadella, like, 
but uh you know you you got like people like you from actually from italy from the towns that uh, moved here and still uh wanting to follow their follow their team so i thought that was really really cool um to hear so thank you for um bringing that up but um you know a little bit about the spezia itself so i've i've followed the team a little bit um you know obviously selling um you know Mirko Antonucci to you guys for 2 million euros um you know Kornvig also Emil Kornvig came to us uh but right. I've seen Spezia play this year um you know I think a lot of people had high expectations for Spezia especially after Indeed. just being relegated by the skin of their teeth um you know basically um on the last day but you know I want to talk to you like as a from your point of view how is how i don't really know how to put this because i've i've seen some games i think they create a, like a lot of chances in looking at their squad i think it's a really good squad and i don't think it should be in the relegation battle so what from your point of view what's what's going on this season what's the main problem you're absolutely correct we had the uh... Uh, of an awful start, extremely disappointing, not only for the supporters, but also for the Spezia culture itself, I think, even the team, the, the players, and uh, the whole uh, jerarchy. I don't know if it's the right word, but nobody was expecting uh, this to happen, I assume. Um, I think that uh, the main issue was that a lot of the players that remained in the squad uh, would have preferred to go abroad. And we see this happening more and more often. Uh, Venezia had a very bad start last year after being relegated. There are several teams that got the double uh, drop, you yeah. know, from Serie A back to Serie B directly to Serie C. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So I think it has a lot to do with the mindset of the players more than it has to do with the skills because you don't stop learning you don't stop uh, knowing how to play soccer you're just done i think you just have troubles finding the right uh, stimulus the right uh, mentality to express yeah. yourself at your best a lot of the players probably wanted to leave but they didn't have the offers from major teams to remain in a uh, in Serie A or in other uh, major leagues or maybe they did receive some offers, but Spezia, uh, Spezia didn't want to let them go at the prices that they've been offered. So this kind of backfired, I assume. Um, it will be interesting to see what is going to happen in the winter window when the market to trade the players opens again. Yeah. It looks like now with the arrival of the new coach, uh, Luca D'Angelo, who replaced uh, Mr. Alvini, Massimiliano Alvini, who I really liked because he was, uh, in, Spezia, uh, in Spezia we say, sul pezzo, like he was really on it, he was on the job, he was really doing his best, he was really dedicated to the cause, to the team, but he wasn't probably as inspirational as Luca D'Angelo is. Um, Alvini was more of an innovative coach, which works out when everybody is willing to uh, really uh, play hard, you know, the dedication, a lot of sacrifice. You know, Alvini's game requires a lot of speed, a lot of intensity. And if the players are not willing to give 100%, they're just not going to perform 
for that kind of football that Alvini wants to put on the field. So with the arrival of uh, Luca D'Angelo, I think Spezia is becoming the Serie B team that it needs to be to get itself out of the relegation uh, area. And yeah. I think they're proving this mm, through the way that they've been playing the last few games. They, they accepted that they are a relegated team, that the players are here and they have to stay at least until the next uh, market window, the, the window of the next market opens. And uh, finally, the, they are performing better. I don't agree with you when you say that we create a lot of occasions because we don't. Uh, <laughs> we, we try to be a bit more... Uh, how do you say? Uh, I, I rarely speak about soccer in English, so I don't have the right word. Oh, it's okay. I was basically just don't create seeing... a lot of occasions and uh, we need to be more um, uh, sorry go ahead <laughs> uh, well, I was just saying you know like I from the games that I've been seeing you know they, they haven't been playing particularly bad I, I don't feel it's just like they just can't score they, they can't yeah the exa oh, exa exactly we just don't score <laughs> yeah exactly like th there's they're, they're in the final third they're in the mm -hmm. you know the penalty box. They just can't hit the target for whatever reason. But we, we are afraid to kick it. Absolutely yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. With that, and, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's what I you know when I was watching those games, when I was looking at the roster, they have you know even though the, you know you know players like Shamuradov uh, and Zola left, I, you know I still think it's a very good team and one that should be much higher than they should be right now. Well, these players are no longer with us. Shomurodov was yeah. alone last season, and he went back to Rome, who I think loaned it out again. Zola has been sold to uh, Fiorentina. So our uh, striking line, offensive line, is really light, you know, uh, molto leggera, we say. Like, we don't have a, a real striker, a real uh, a bomber. I don't know if it's a word yeah. that you use. Yeah, a bomber, yeah. So we have three players, three real strikers. The first one should have been Luca Moro, which performed well in the preseason and scored two goals in the very first game of the league. Then during the second game, which wasn't, we, we should have played with Leco in the second uh, yeah. game. Instead, we played with Catanzaro in Catanzaro, extremely pumped because they are coming up from Serie C after a very good uh, championship, a record championship for them. And Luca Moro missed a penalty. So after that, we lost him completely because he's, he lost his mind. You know? Yeah. And yeah. He, he's really mm, down. And there are voices that during the winter season, during the winter window, is going to leave the team. We're going to bring, you know, it's on a loan from Sassuolo. So probably Sassuolo will get him back and loan it back to some, to some other teams. Anyhow, he's the main striker. He should have been the main striker. Uh, his backup should be. Francesco Pio Esposito, brother of Salvatore. Exactly. So he's, uh, he belongs to, you know, he's uh, Cartellino. Uh, he's a player from Inter Milan who gave it to us on a loan. Uh, we have the right of uh, the option on the option, but he will never become a Spezia player. And he's extremely talented, but he's 18 years old. So he's doing well, but we cannot rely on him for an entire season. And the third player for the offensive line would be Crollis which is uh, uh, an oggetto misterioso, like a mystery object, because we got him last season in Serie A uh, to let him get used to the Italian soccer, but when he gets in the field, he hasn't scored once yet. Is uh, We don't know. So we really need a striker, 
for the rest of the season. And um, in the preseason, one of the main uh, defensive players, um, Wisniewski, got injured. And we might get him back in February uh, because of the heavy injury that he got to his knee. So those are some of the reasons, together with some of the players not really being uh, on top of their game mentally, that brought Spezia to be in the top spot that we it's in today. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's good that you brought up, you know, th there's also some injuries, you know, like you said, uh, Wiswinski from uh, the center back. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's Polish. I don't know how to pronounce it. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's a hard one. But, uh, you know, I think, it, but you still got, you know, how, how do you think uh, Daniele Verde has been? How's, uh, you know, our boy Mirko Antonucci been after selling to you guys for uh, two million? So this is, uh, these are players that are, uh, they're not strikers. They're not pure strikers. So we call them esterni d'attacco. They're still mm -hmm. on the offensive line, but they're either playing by the side of the strikers or behind the strikers. You know, very technical, skillful players. Uh, they can resolve the match uh, at any point of the game because of how talented they are. But you can't really rely on them in helping the team defending. And the first line of defense is the uh, offensive line. So... Uh, in the beginning, Mirko Antonucci has been uh, played a lot by uh, Alvini because he was helping the team much more than uh, Daniele Verde can physically. Uh, Verde is not willing to run as much. He's just that, that kind of player. But since Luca D'Angelo has arrived and because Mirko Antonucci has not been at the top of his game physically, yes, and uh, not injuries, but you know, uh, he wasn't available to play a few games, Daniele Verde found uh, his spot back on the, uh, the, the, the 11, the starting uh, squad. And he scored twice, one from a penalty in uh, Ascoli. And uh, the, the, the goal that um, made us win, you know, the game uh, with Barry, the most recent one. So definitely he's coming back. Uh, but again, I always say when I'm commenting the games that with Daniele Verde on the team, we play with 10 and a half players uh -huh. because it's just not, he can resolve the game as he did with Barry at any second, but he's not uh, that helpful to the team. Even when he wants to, sometimes he creates opportunity for the other team just because, uh, you know, everybody has his uh, better uh, qualities and his worst quality. And, you know, sometimes it's just, he uh, makes mistakes when he's trying to help the team. I think Verde is one of those players that did not want to stay. That's why it took Luca D'Angelo to bring him back on board. And, and I don't know how he talks to the, to the guys, yeah. but since Luca D'Angelo has arrived, we rediscovered Verde, who was missing up until uh, his arrival. Mm. That's we are expecting more from Mirko Antonucci. Allow me to say that, because as of right now, he scored only once. And uh, yeah, I mean, no doubt about uh, the guy, but uh, I think he has more... Uh, goals uh on his scores well it, it's it's only uh it's only appropriate that he scores a hat trick at the tombolato this weekend against his former <laughs> against his former team like we'll see we'll see i'll take it <laughs> well that, that's only uh that's how i probably see it but uh anyway talking about that game um you know the first meeting between these two clubs in over a little bit over three years Last meeting was in 2020. It was the Coppa Italia match. It was kind of a, a weird game. It wasn't really televised. Uh, it was still behind the Porticuzzi, the closed doors. Mm -hmm. uh, but 
actually Cittadella's last win against Spezia came in the playoff. Uh, it was like 2019, I believe. And it was Moncini who scored uh, twice to get the win mm -hmm. over uh, Spezia. But, um, you know, how do you see this game coming up against on Saturday after two wins in a row from Spezia? So maybe a little bit of a turning point, you would say, or maybe, um, you know, this upcoming game, uh, game before Christmas. Uh, how do you see it? It's going to be interesting because Cittadella by now is no longer uh, a discovery. Like it's a certainty in the Serie B um, championship. So um, I think last year you didn't make the playoff. If I am, if no, I remember well, we almost got relegated. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But before you reached it very um, comfortably. So you are a real, uh, a solid reality of this championship. And now I think you're already, you won eight games. Cittadella won eight games, which is one less that you won in the entire season last year, if, and, I'm, right. if I'm correct. So exactly. You're yeah. doing a great championship and, and Spezia is still looking for themselves. <laughs> so <laughs> it is true that we're coming from two consecutive wins, but uh, it's up to, to the guys if they're going to be on a, on a good day. If they're Now is the moment of the truth. We won with Ascoli abroad. We finally were able to win a first home match with Bari in the final minute. So with Cittadella, I mean, all the, the, the games in Serie B are uh, tripla, I always say. Like anybody could win, any result uh, yeah. could be picked. It's really uh, difficult. You said it earlier that uh, Serie B is very followed. I think that to be um, a, a second grade, I don't know if this is the right word because there is the, the main one, you know, throughout Europe, uh, the, the Liga in Spain. Uh, but to be the second level of a championship is one of the most difficult ones. Like the first one could very well lose with the last one. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. That's why I think it's so uh, follow because it's very uh, difficult to predict. I think it's going to be a nice game because both teams like to play soccer they're not waiting for the other i mean they, they, they get on the field to win they're not mm -hmm. um, uh, happy uh, with a draw so definitely there will be more i i, I assume i don't know more than one goal uh, it should be a fun game and uh, yeah uh, I, I just hope the spezia can continue with a um, series of positive results because uh, we're not in a good spot Jake. yeah well, spot. <laughs> well Cittadella coming off a 1-1 draw against modena Stopping a five-game winning streak, um, denying that sixth straight win, but still six games undefeated in the league. Uh, but Cittadella only has two wins against Spezia in their last 15 meetings uh, between the two clubs. Um, another stat here that I pulled up was Cittadella in the league are currently the best team when they trail or when they fall behind. Uh, so they've gone 12 points from losing positions while Spezia is one of the worst teams from losing positions as they've only gotten one draw in seven losses. So I think it would be fair to assume that the first goal, at least in this match, would really, really determine the outcome of um, you know both teams and what their mentality is for. Could be, because oftentimes, uh, you know, Spezia weakness is the mindset to me. They try to react. But then in the last few minutes, in the last minutes of the game, we lost a lot of points. Uh, and this is not only 
under the same coach. It has been like that for almost three years now. Uh, so there is definitely a weak spot uh, in, in the players that are part of the rooster. And of course, you, you change them uh, over time, but the core of them are, are still there for the three years that we had in, uh, in Serie A. Uh, so yeah, uh, with Alvini, the issue was also that his football was really demanding physically. So the players, was really difficult for the players to keep up for the whole 100 minutes because, you know, nine minutes, 90 minutes plus extra times. Um, with Luca D'Angelo, is uh, much more uh, expert of Serie B uh, football, which is not as nice as we would like it to be, but uh, he knows how to handle this aspect as well, both mentally and physically, and that's why the results have come. Finally, with Barry, we won uh, a game in the last few minutes instead of losing points in the last few minutes. But what you said ca- could be true. You know, uh, we're playing... Uh, Spezia is playing abroad, we're playing in Cittadella, so um, it might as well be that, you know, even the supporters from the team uh, might make the difference. Uh, I don't know, it's going to be a nice game. I was opening uh, Instagram because I started to follow your page, Cittadella Calcio USA, and I see all the stats. I mean, you're really good at it. Uh, yeah. It's awesome, I, all the information I, you can find there. Sorry. I, I love I love stats, uh, even though it maybe maybe sometimes it's kind of irrelevant because every game, every season's different. But uh, you know, it, it does tell a story a little bit. Um, Indeed. But, Indeed. Um, you know, one thing's for sure, and I was talking about this in part one uh, when I was talking about the game against Modena, is that Cittadella, this team, difference from last year is they'll they won't give up and they'll fight very to the end. So even if Spezia do get the first goal. Early on, I mean, Cittadella has conceded a lot of goals in the first 15 minutes. They always find a way to fight back and to at least get a draw most of the times um, and even sometimes a win. So I think regardless of what happens, Cittadella is, should be fighting till the end because we haven't really seen Cittadella have like a poor game where they've just, you know, totally put their hands up um, you, you did know, a great comeback, I think, with Leco, right? With Leco, yeah, that was a crazy game. Um, and then they've also they also came back against Brescia, um, that was uh, in Sampdoria actually in September. But um, they haven't been shut out, I believe, since the in September again against Como, where Cittadella mm-hmm. lost three nil at home. So, so it's, it's going to def- be a game fought until the last minute if Spezia I- doesn't lose his mind. Because at this point, you, you seem like you're a much uh, stronger team mentally, for sure. But yes. I think it also depends from uh, the expectations of the team. You know, um, I was recording a conversation um, this week uh, for our channel. And uh, yeah, they were explaining uh, that in Cittadella, the, the, the atmosphere is... Uh, very particular you know it's not laid yes. back because of course everybody wants to do his best but it allows players to play um free mentally yeah and it, that's how they can express themselves at best I assume. absolutely and you know that that's uh you know i think that's a team or th- that's a thing that maybe could be holding them slightly back in in terms of going to seria maybe they don't feel that um pressure to maybe push them a little bit over the line but at the same time it's a it's a good way for you know players like Antonucci or you know right now right. Claudio Cassano to come and really to grow without having you know a lot of fan pressure because you know like at clubs like Spezia or you know big bigger clubs like Parma or Palermo there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of there's a big expectation to do well and 
you know, eventually get to Serie A. For Cittadella, it's, you know, staying in Serie B, we often forget that it's a, it's a, it's a big accomplishment by itself, just staying. Yeah, especially you know, with, for small realities. Absolutely, with, absolutely. With the budget, you know, with the payroll, um, you know, it's a... We often, under the years under Venterato, when we were making playoffs, we were often forgot, forgetting that, um, you know, just staying in the league itself is is a very uh, big accomplishment. But um, yeah, I was following and, Spezia when we were in Serie C. So uh, absolutely, I mean, we would have never imagined to make it to Serie to make it to Serie A, and now that we uh, really get it, um, a lot of people, you know, took it really bad. But you know, we were dreaming about Serie B. Absolutely. So yeah. Let's appreciate yes. what is and um, support the team so that they can do. Yeah, better. yeah. Well, um, looking at the Serie B table going into this match day, uh, eighteen of Serie B. So only two more games of the Andata rounds of Serie B. Parma still top the table with thirty-five points. Venezia follows with thirty-three. Uh, third still place, still Como. Uh, Cittadella in sixth place with twenty-nine points. Uh, towards the bottom for Alpicello, still at 10. Um, Ternana got a big, big win against Lecco this weekend, finally getting right. themselves out of the relegation zone with at 15th uh, with 17 points. That's the new coach, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, I, I said it on Twitter. Breda. That's the It's the new manager bounce. You know, as soon as, uh, as, soon as you get a new coach, uh, just all of a sudden like that, the results flip around. But surely it can't last forever. That's what I'm saying. It, it it can't last for this long. They they play Parma I mean, this weekend, so I I don't know. But, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. It's but, a lot. I I keep on saying that Serie B. It's a very long championship with a short table, so anything can happen. Yeah, and exactly. That's, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at the table, you know, even with that s slow start from Spezia, it it's still there's only one point separating. Them in 18th from 15th Ternana and 14th place uh, Pisa with 18. You know, above them, you got Cosenza, who've been. Yeah, but we uh, don't say this thing out loud, dip, Jake. You know, dip you in form. Know. <laughs> uh, you know, Leko with 19th with 16 points, Ascoli 16th. So still a very, very long way to go uh, from Indeed. Spezia. I still think that they're going to they're gonna get themselves out of that hump, kind of like what, you know, you saw with Venezia last year. Really bad. Um, and got their rounds, but they eventually got up and even made playoffs um, remarkably uh, in that championship. But, uh, you know, this season, this uh, this 18th match day of Serie B, I'm going to review the games. It's uh, obviously we got Cittadella hosting Spezia, uh, Como hosting Palermo, Cremonese, Modena, Parma, Ternana. Uh, we'll see if Ternana keeps that streak up. But uh, you got Venezia hosting Lecco, uh, Catanzaro hosting Brescia, Bari, Cosenza, Pisa, Ascoli, Sampdoria for Alpisalo, and Sutiro against Reggiana. Uh, so, Elia, before before we go, just talking a little bit about the Serie B. Um, you know, is there any teams that have surprised you a little bit? Uh, maybe excluding Spezia, because I think we were all a little surprised by their start. But yeah. um, any teams that have really uh, you know surprised you? Spezia surprised me for the worst, for sure. I mean, it's understandable now that I, you know, we dug into it and we, I'm trying to um, explain why it happened, but I wasn't expecting this kind of championship. Catanzaro, as I said earlier, Catanzaro, I had the chance to record the, um, the chat regain with some local journalists. And uh, we, we talked about 
their championship from last season coming up from the third category, Serie C, Lega Pro. And uh, it was a record championship. And on the wave of that enthusiasm, you know, they didn't redesign the old squad. They just built upon the good base. And uh, with that, you know, enthusiasm, that they started really strong. And um, I, I think, yeah, uh, they, they, they are the team that surprised me the most. I don't know where they're going to end at the end um, of the championship, but they started really well. And uh, yeah, that, that would be my answer. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with there, you know, Catanzaro. Even though it's, you know, it's common to see really strong Serie C teams coming up um, doing pretty well. You saw that with Sutiro last season. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Modena did very well. Uh, so... But but you know for Alpisalo there it could go wrong. Um, you know Leco kind of struggling at the moment, although they're still in the race. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know going about this match against uh, at the Tombolato, it's December December twenty third at two p.m. local time. You know uh, eight a.m. Eastern time uh, here in the United States. Uh, Cittadella hosting Spezia. 18th match day of Serie B. Uh, Elliot, do you have any predictions for this game upcoming? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, seriously, Serie B, anything can happen. Of course, I do hope that Spezia can carry on with his uh, positive uh, streak. Uh, three points would be phenomenal. I would be happy even with a draw. Um, but, you know, Cittadella is uh, in good shape, guys. And, uh, and Spezia is still uh, an enigma, if you're asking me. So it's a really open game. Yeah, well, I, I kind of see the same. I, like, like you said, I, I, can't, I don't really know what to expect because some days we could see one team playing very well and then the other just completely a shadow of their own self. So, um, yeah, obviously, again, I hope that Cittadella does win. But, you know, I think... I'm gonna go for a zero-zero draw, because right. I don't I don't know I don't see Spezia scoring and I don't know if Cittadella will have enough energy, uh, because they're also thinking about the match against Ascoli on Boxing Day and you guys obviously have a game on the 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 twenty sixth with Modena, uh, with yeah with Modena so expect some changes in the lineup I'm I'm sure or even. I don't know what well, both Jake, coaches. The thing is that um, Spezia will come to Cittadella without Esposito and uh, Zurkowski. That I uh, noticed that in the Bari game when they got the red card and you know the yellow card. Right. Uh, the commentator said that yes. So the midfield will be redesigned. Uh, Mister uh, Luca D'Angelo doesn't really see Ekdal. and I can't blame him. <laughs> so we'll we'll see. I don't know if maybe. Because yet to redesign uh, the team, uh, we'll see a different approach compared to other uh, games. We've never seen play Luca Moro and Francesco Pio Esposito at the same time. I don't think this might be the occasion, but uh, I don't know. We got Elia, Salvatore Elia, who has to replace uh, Rezza, who's going to be out for the, the rest of this year at least. So not this season, but this year, 2023. Uh, so the, the, the defensive line might be the same. Uh, Bertola might come on. Uh, Bertola is a youngster uh, that is really performing well. But so much is up in the air due to um, 
red cards and due to injuries that it, it's that that's also another factor that makes difficult a prediction i'm not betting i i i, I don't bet in games ever so uh, yeah i just want well, to have fun it's just it's a prediction that's almost guaranteed to be wrong or incorrect uh, <laughs> For for Chitadella, you know, you, you brought up, uh, you know, I almost completely forgot to, you know, list our absences. Uh, Alessandro Salvi will be out due to a second yellow or another yellow card that he picked up in the Mo in the Modena match. That's five, so um, he'll be squalificato, as they say right. um, in Italy. But uh, also, there's most likely or not Enrico Baldini, um, who's from or very close to La Spezia. He's from Massa, actually. Um, right okay yeah yeah know. so uh but uh, he will probably it's unlikely that old play he's still suffering from an injury um you know uh amatucci also came out in the Modena match with an injury we still don't know officially we won't know until friday when Guarini has his press conference uh you could also watch that on youtube and as well as spezia's official um squad list for the match against um Cittadella on saturday we won't know probably until Friday, but yeah, th that's uh, that's a good point you brought up. Is that um, you know Salvatore Esposito won't be there because of a um, you know the suspension as well as um, another player. Sorry, it's it's another Polish player. I can't pronounce quite. Pronounce yeah, it, it took me a while. Uh, we got several Polish guys. We got Drongowski was the goalkeeper. That's another good point. We don't know if uh, Drongowski will play because they say. He is accusing uh, back pain. But sincerely, since uh, Luca D'Angelo has arrived, Zot has been playing most matches. So maybe he's another one of those players that wants to leave in January and is no longer part of the project. I just don't know. Mm. So he's Polish. We got Reza, Reka, Reza, uh, who's Polish. Um, Wisniewski, who's out and is a defensive player. And uh, Zurkowski, but again, this is my Italian pronunciation. I really, I, I doubt that this is the it's correct way of pronouncing. <laughs> it's all good, but uh, you know, also uh, bringing up the rotate possible rotations for Cittadella midfield. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you know Emil Kornvig starts against his former club. Um, but because I, be I, nice I, I like Kornvig, I, I thought Kornvig when he's been playing, I thought he's really well. So. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see what both coaches do with the terms of the squad and you know with the games coming up. It's a quick turnaround, so there's no doubtably going to be some at least changes for both lineups. You know, I, I think you still expect to see Cittadella's regulars like Branca, Vita, Castrati, um, Pavan in the midfield, but you could also see some changes like Master Antonio or Kornvik, um, You know. But I, I do expect Antonucci to, to play. And, um, you know, he, he's definitely going to get a, a warm welcome in Cittadella because, you know, he was a fan favorite, um, you know, came to Cittadella when his career was not heading in the right direction, really turned it around. And, you know, his goals kind of kept us up afloat in the league last season, um, scoring 11 mm -hmm. goals. Uh, so he was a very important piece to our... He's one of those players that make you love the game. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a very great player, and you know, hopefully his um, you know his Spezia could turn around. Not, but not just uh, in Saturday's match. <laughs> Anybody but that match. But uh, yeah, anyway, so Cittadella actually plays Spezia in less than two months, really, because of the asymmetrical calendar. They actually play each other in February, so we're oh, uh, point. 
it's going to be a very short turnaround here because we're going to be seeing each other very soon once again, but this time in yeah. La Spezia. So, um, yeah. Do you have any other, uh, you know, thoughts about the match? Uh, thoughts about, you know, the team Spezia or, um, you know, no, 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 not really. I mean, we. I think we covered all the bases. I just wanted to congratulate you because it's awesome to have the possibility, and thank you for doing what you're doing, uh, to speak in English about, you know, Serie B uh, and, you know, bring light uh, abroad to our small realities, especially when they are about uh, small teams, such as those that we talked about today. So I, I really yeah. appreciate your invite, Jake. And, yeah, uh, I'm enjoying the content you're sharing on your Instagram page. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, you know, thank you also for taking the time out of your day to uh, come on here, talk about our teams, and uh, you know, let's hope for a great game. And I'm sure it always is in Serie B. But Elia, before uh, we go, can you tell everyone where they could find you on Instagram or uh, YouTube, Twitter? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So mainly we have this YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is called Elia, the Italian guy. And then we have um, a profile on uh, Instagram and on TikTok, which is called Speziato, which is the name of the city with a T-O at the end, which means uh, the spicy one, because we just don't take ourselves too seriously. You know, we're talking about a game and we want to have as, as much fun as possible. So Speziato on TikTok, Speziato on Instagram, and uh, I am present on Facebook as well, only with my uh, private profile, which is uh, Elia Luti, E-L-I-A-L-U-T-I. Uh, e -I -I and uh, that's it, actually. We're going to have you um, on the next uh, post-game live uh, to share the thoughts about the game that we'll be playing uh, on Saturday, the, the 23rd. Yeah. So I, I was just about to say, you know, we're, we're I'm planning on being on your uh, live stream after the game. So please uh, tune into that after the match. It should be around 10 a.m. Eastern time. That's usually when the games end. But, uh, you know, you could also find it on um, tune in live on the Speziato YouTube uh, channel to hopefully talk about Cittadella's win. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it could be a different, very story when we get to Saturday. As long as we're having fun, uh, it doesn't really matter. So exactly. Cool. So yeah, it'll be a it'll be a great uh, great time. So uh, make sure to look forward to that. But for me, you could follow uh, us on Instagram and Twitter at USA and visit our website at chitagachiusa.com for more news articles about Chitadella. Like always, um, for me, that's it for me uh, from. Elia, thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. And uh, I will talk to you on the podcast next week, uh, recapping the match against Spezia and Ascoli. Uh, and that'll be the last podcast of 2023. So uh, thank you once again, Elia, for your time. Thank and you, Jake. As always, Forza Chita. Thank you for listening to the Chitka USA show. If you liked it, please share and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Chitta Culture USA. See you next time, and remember, Forza Chitta!